Hello, everyone, and welcome to another week and episode of the Destiny Midweek Podcast. My name is Pastor Matt Bell, and we're just so glad that you would tune in and spend a little bit of time listening and, and diving, hopefully deeper into to God's Word and, and other things that are going on here at Destiny Church in San Antonio, Texas. I'm joined today not by my brother, Pastor Mark, but by a very special guest who's in town with us all the way from the frozen tundra of Minnesota, Pastor Kurt Juzak, who pastors Stonebridge Church in Burnsville, Minnesota. How are you doing today, Pastor Kurt? I'm doing great, Pastor Matt. Thanks for uh, thanks for inviting me onto uh, this podcast. Yeah, and, uh, it's great to be down in San Antonio and. A lot warmer than than uh, where where I'm from. Exactly. How, what is the weather actually today in Burnsville? I uh, because I'm down here, I purposely didn't even check. You like, didn't even you I didn't want to be even that depressed by looking. I at don't it. even care what the weather is up in Burnsville, <laughs> Minnesota. But I mean, it's been like in the negative. Well, yeah. Well, when we left, we, we flew out Saturday. Flight was delayed because of a snowstorm. Okay, and which then, has never happened in San Antonio, by the way. <laughs> Right, so it's 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 a hit or miss up up there this time of the year, especially. But the temps were going to dive probably sub zero, and of course, wind chill gets real bad, like minus twenties. Wow! So we picked a great time to to come down here and spend a few days. With Absolutely. You guys. So you're down here for our missions conference, you and your wife Julie. Yeah. And we met what four years ago, five years ago. Yeah. I'm sure it's been at least that. The years just really go by the older we get. So we, we met at a youth camp. Right. I was preaching up at the youth camp that you guys have up there. Right. Which was awesome for me to have that opportunity. I think you and your wife, Julie, just saw me, took pity on me, <laughs> and said, this guy needs all the help he can get. Right. We're, we're going to be his friend. Right. We pulled up. I think you were just getting out or unloading your car. I think it was this <laughs> trip from... Uh, the bad place. The bad place. We had a horrible right. time flying up there with all our kids and car seats and weather right. redirecting us to the wrong airports and losing all of our baggage <laughs> and our kids peeing themselves with no change of clothes right. and sleeping in a hotel with no luggage. Like it was a disaster getting there. Right. And, and so us having raised four kids to adulthood, we were just there to encourage you. Say, you can do this, Matt. Yeah. We looked like refugees <laughs> unloading from the, the van when we got there. Anyway, so we've been really great friends, yeah. I think, for the last few years. And you guys are kind of like mom and dad a little bit. A little when, bit. I'd rather get referred like like older brother. Older like, brother. Older okay. brother, right? Yeah. That's, yeah I, I don't know what that's like. You're right. So, so maybe it is more like that. I feel better describing it that way. Okay, because hmm. we're not... You're probably not old enough to be my dad. Well, I mean, maybe technically, but... Biologically, yes, but... <laughs> but we're still close enough that it... So anyway, we have a great friendship and right. relationship, and you preached for us yesterday morning. Yeah. The first session of the second day, mm. and you preached on something awesome, and I'm pulling up my notes to remember what that awesome thing was. Do you remember exactly what it was? You know, I do. Because if uh, you don't, we're all in trouble. <laughs> yeah, such an honor to get asked. I remember now. What was it? God is faithful. Yes, he God is. God is faithful. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Yeah, just such an honor to be invited to come down. For the second time. 
second time to San Antonio. We were here in the fall of 2017. No, 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 the second time you're invited. You're right. I got invited to the missions conference last year. and some... You did such a great job that we had to have you back. Right, so you obviously must have forgot that we didn't even come. So <laughs> You just left us wanting more. Right. right. We didn't get enough. It all was missing, not just something <laughs> missing. So we got invited again. I just, man, I... I said, we got to do this. I'm not going to miss out on this opportunity. And so it was just such an honor to preach at the uh, 59th Let Your World right. Conference, right? And I'd heard so much about it over the years. So as I'm preparing uh, what to share, I just could not get away from, yeah, I have to, God has to tell me something a few times before I said, okay, I get it. It's you, right? Yeah. If it's just my passing thought, I'll forget about it and, you know, another one will come. But right. th this one kept coming to me and he really, really instilled into my spirit you need to let those missionaries you need to let those ministers pastors know how faithful i am right and so i titled my message i scrapped the backup plan because i think we can have a tendency to have a backup plan when when god doesn't meet us when we need him and right. when we want him to but he always does right always always he's faithful so this was your first conference here first conference you're coming in with kind of a blank slate. Like yeah. I've been here my whole life. I've been to 38, 39 of these conferences, mm. majority of them now right. I've been to, but like this was your first one. So what are some things that you saw and experienced that you're kind of taking away or, or just kind of your general impressions of the missions conference? And I will say that you have been to other missions conferences, especially the ones that like Shell Lake and Phillips and, and all that. Right. But what's kind of your takeaway from just the conference overall as a conference the the excitement and the energy about all being called and serving and having that common bond that so many of us have and when i say that i mean serving and ministering on so many levels as i mentioned we're all ministers because ministers mean servants of god whether you're serving in full-time ministry part-time maybe you're just maybe you're just praying in support of some of these missionaries so all of us coming together with one thing in mind and let's start by you know with the praise and the worship obviously we're glorifying god and just the encouragement for one another relating with one another connecting with those that we know of their work that they're doing meeting new uh, new works and to hear hear what god's done vision and ideas for what god's going to do and then just uh, the teaching and preaching of the word of god right uh, to equip all right. of us for the work of the ministry right yeah, that's one of the main focuses or, or that I've I've tried to make a main focus is really having preaching, people ministering the word of God at the conference, because it's something that I grow from, have grown from, is mm. sitting under some really great people ministering God's word. And so I've I've tried to introduce that because in, in years past we used to do breakout sessions on all kinds of things related to ministry that were kind of like practical things. And for a lot of people, it just, maybe it was helpful, but maybe it wasn't. And I just thought, you know what? When a man of God gets up under the anointing of the Holy Spirit mm. and opens the word of God, there's something for everybody in there. Right. For sure. I think we, I've been to the, the workshops, the breakouts, they get more specific and detailed about things. That's not as inclusive as, a man of God, having prepped and, and heard from God and bringing his word under, bringing the anointed word under the anointing that he has, you know that it is going to be for everybody. Right. right? Nobody's going to get left out. I'm not trying to devalue or say that there's not a place for other people doing breakout sessions right. and things like that. 
But part of it too is just like kind of looking at what my passion is and and flowing into that mm-hmm. as well is often more fruitful than trying to do something I'm not that good at. Like one year we had a a breakout session on how to do retirement planning. Yeah, you know, and you don't need to worry about that right now, do you? <laughs> I probably should be. I think right now is the time you're supposed to actually do something with it. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's what they said in the session. But uh, that session, uh, interestingly enough, wasn't that well attended. And these these general sessions, people really seem to be getting a lot out of. Now, the conference kicked off Sunday morning, and obviously the, the first message that was brought during the conference ended up, in the end, being the best one. I mean, let's, let's just be honest. Right. No denial there. I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm on your podcast. I couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> so so I, I did Sunday morning, and then Pastor Sam did Sunday night. You are one of the few people who was here for the entire conference. I was. A lot of people came and went throughout the conference, but you and Julie came in Saturday night, and so you were here Sunday morning through Tuesday night. You you guys heard every single one. We did. So having been to all of the sessions this year, I'm going to ask you really an impossible question. Of all of the sessions that you heard, all of the sermons and the ministry of the Word, and we heard some really great stuff from Pastor Sam Walker Sunday night, then Monday morning we had Pastor Casey, Pastor Ben Buffkin, Pastor Paul Mason, and then again Pastor Sam Walker, and Pastor Jason King Monday night, and then Tuesday morning we had yourself, then Pastor Philip Thompson, then Pastor Hal Santos, and and Pastor David Cook, and then again Pastor Jason King Tuesday night. Of all of the messages, which are the ones that stood out the most to you or that ministered to you the most. I know that they all touched your heart in one way or another, but if you could just highlight a couple of things that you felt that God spoke to you during the conference. Yeah, great question. So hard to just narrow it down to one. I just love the format that you've come up with on those morning sessions. You do not want to miss the morning sessions when you've got the different voices, the different perspectives of these different men that are bringing all of these truths course they're so so relevant they're relevant to life not just missions right not just ministry right. and oh, serving yeah. right. and it's such a huge part of it i think casey's part of it being it was that first one yeah right on monday morning and the subject matter and how relevant it was right, right to the let your world missions conference when he spoke about the great commission and recognizing opportunities and not missing them and that we've all got a role whether we're serving in a foreign country or where we're going to the supermarket. Where do you guys go down here? H-E-B? H-E-B. Yeah. That, that's an example of the Word of God that can relate to everybody because we're all missionaries in a sense, right? Bringing the gospel to people, loving people, sharing the good news. Amazingly, it was one of the first. Yeah. Yet it still just resonates in my spirit. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love the story that he told about the artist that had very expensive paintings you know that kind of graffiti art right and those paintings that sell for hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah and there was a guy on the street selling them for 60 bucks a piece yeah and he only sold like four of them in a whole day right and they did a video of you know all these people walking by this life i mean if you bought one of those paintings for 60 bucks you could sell it and buy a house you know life-changing right opportunity change your life and people just walking by it every day and they don't know about it. Mm. And how he was saying that we have something better than a very valuable painting mm-hmm. as far as life-changing messages go. Right. 
and there's people walking by every single day and we're not telling them about the opportunity to change their life. That's right. The value of something that we have that they could freely receive and sharing that uh, with them. So it really was impactful. And I, I appreciate what you said about, we'll hear these different men and prepare yourself to at least just get a word. Yeah. Right. Get a word from each one of these men that are going to bring literally thousands of words, but just get something that you can take for yourself, apply it to your life, trust God with it, and he'll empower you to use it for his glory and the people's good. Yeah. For me, the one word that really impacted me was from Pastor Ben Bufkin. And it wasn't necessarily the whole piece of what he was saying, because he had three points and it was really great from Monday morning. But he had a thought, an idea in the midst of his message that really wasn't even tied into his message. But he said the way that Paul was able to endure all of the hardships that he faced, and we know there was tons of them, was that he had a very clear picture of Christ in his mind, a vision. And we know that Paul had seen a real vision, a literal vision, but that that vision of Christ exalted on the throne was always before him. Mm. And because of that, he could press through everything. And I left with the thought, is my vision of Christ clear enough, Mm. exalted enough? And the answer is no, it's always no. No matter how highly we Mm. think of Christ, it's never high enough. Right. But the idea of constantly having that before your eyes, okay, I need to do a better job of of that for me personally. But then also the idea of thinking about ministry in such a way of giving people that clear picture of Christ, mm. of painting for people that clear picture. Yeah. So no matter what they're going through, they can look to that picture that they have, yeah. knowing that it will will get them through to the other side. And so I've been kind of had my wheels churning the last couple of days since, since he said that in the midst of his message that wasn't about that, mm-hmm. of how do we, what, what can we do at Destiny Church to make Jesus crystal clear, mm. just always present, Christ before me, and if he is before me and I have that clear vision, just like Paul did, people can push through in the hardships in marriage and raising kids mm. and dealing with finances and the loss of loved ones and even through divorce and death. And so thinking of ministry in such a way of helping people have that clear picture of Christ has kind of been challenging for me and, and something that I want to do here more at the church going through 2020. Yeah, yeah, so key. You're right. The, the clearer picture the more understanding we have of him who he is and who we are in relationship to him uh, is going to be such a benefit to every aspect of our life right our personal issues as you relations right making decisions fulfilling the great commission being a more effective witness the clearer picture we have of christ and i think we can thinking of the ways that we can do that of course with teaching truths uh, of his word but also sharing our own testimonies yeah. about here's my perspective of what I'm seeing or, or something that I've recognized that have been revealed too lately. Can you relate to that? Can you see it as clearly as I can see it? It's going to make an impact and a, and a difference in all of our lives if we get that clearer understanding of who he is. Yeah, the, the other thing about Ben's message just stood out is I think so many people could relate to is we're always struggling with comparison, you know, comparison with with that person and that ministry and that missionary and that pastor. And he spoke about 
how the word just brings out, just regard me as a servant of Christ, right? As that, that under oarsman, just pull your oar, be faithful and be a guardian of uh, your relationship with Christ. And it's just so true because no matter you're leading a major ministry or you're the homemaker taking care of kids at home, right? Right. Just be faithful with what God's called you to and uh, row your oar. So that was really good as well. Yeah, that's awesome, especially like in our social media age. Yeah. It's so easy to begin to making those comparisons either as pastors looking at other pastors in their right. church of nine million campuses and right. they never have a problem and right. they never have a even a paper cut, you know, Teflon man <laughs> up there. Right. Or is it comparing your life to other people's lives and, oh, it must be nice to go on a vacation, you know, and man, it just robs us of our joy when we start comparing ourselves to each other. It, it does. Life's not all highlights. You know, like they you only see on, on social media. Right. Just some thoughts on with today's couple of clicks and a couple of scrolls, people are listening to the best communicators in the world. Sure. Right. And they come to my little church like on a me, Sunday morning. Like me and you on this podcast right now. Right. I mean, how is Craig Rochelle going to be able to meet these kind of standards? Right. <laughs> exactly. Any other ones you want to highlight? I think Jason King. Yeah. Of course, he had twice the opportunities to have an impact he on did. somebody. And, and he had the... The night slots. Yeah, deserved, so, deservedly so. Uh, he, you know, so you had the worship team support, right. you know, creating the vibe. You guys just kind of had to get up cold turkey. <laughs> right. Yeah, but love Jason King. I've recently gotten to know him a little bit. Just to hear, first time I've heard his ministry and sharing the word, just has such a commanding authority when he brings the word of God out of his own convictions. You can just sense that. Yeah. Specifically here, here's that back to what you said, just get a word, just get something that you can take from it. As he was talking about faith, he was preaching out of Hebrews 11. It was just the authenticity of faith and the strength of it is in who the object of our faith is, not whether every one of our prayers are answered, not that everything turns out just right. like we're asking them to, right. but our faith is going to be rewarded in one way, shape, or form. Yeah. We may see it here. We may not see it till we get on the other side of eternity, but our faith is significant yeah. and makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Jason, I think for me, my favorite talk from him was the second night, which was last night. And he was just talking about ways to build our faith. And as he was walking through the practical ways of building our faith, God began to challenge me on what am I believing God for what am I believing God for mm. in in 2020 yeah and even though that's not something Jason was talking about right God was talking to me it's good through through what Jason was saying and in, in a something totally different than the words that were coming out of Jason's mouth so I, I pulled out my phone I began to jot some things down that mm. I'm believing God for that I need God's help in if, mm. if God doesn't provide like there's no way for me to to get from where i am yeah. to this future vision without his intervention right and i was just putting those things into my phone like this is what i'm believing god for i'm, mm. I'm gonna trust in god i'm gonna i'm gonna pray along these things in in 2020 and along with that i had the thought if there were no limits if there were no limits if i had no limitations of finances 
of people, of buildings, of transportation, if there were absolutely no limits, what would I be doing? Wow. What would I be doing for the kingdom of God? What would my vision be mm. if there were no limits, if anything was possible? Right. What would my vision be with that kind of, of backing, mm. with the idea that, well, we serve a God with no limits. Yeah, right. We serve a God that's not limited by anything, including our weaknesses, including time and space. So I was kind of walking through you know, that exercise in my mind last night as Jason was preaching on faith and really challenging myself to increase what I'm believing God for. The size of what we're believing God for should reflect the size of the God that we serve. Hey Amen. I, I, I agree. How often are we depending on our faith instead of our faith in God? Right. Right. I mean, limitless, endless, really a challenge to expand our vision and stretch our faith, believing that, of course, he's able. He, he's more than able. As wonderful and spirit inspired and anointed as the word of God is, it's difficult for us to grasp that. Yeah. Yet it's complete reality. It's right. as true as anything is true. And God is who he is. So that's a, that's a great takeaway. Awesome. Got any other takeaways you want to share with us before we wrap this up today? You know, just, it might have been my first Let Your World Conference. And, uh, well, you already told everybody that we we're all going to be back next year for the 60th. I mean, did I, how did I say, I, I don't know how I worded that you specifically. Said, uh, you said, of course you're going to be here next year. Of course. Of course. Of course. Right. So, but we're not, we weren't done yet, so we had to wrap it up. But Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. I don't, I don't even know why I brought it up now, but, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, what, tell me why you brought it up. <laughs> um, I, I brought it up because, because uh, I am going to be one of those that are going to be here. Awesome. Uh, even just to celebrate all those faithful decades of. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool, right? Oh my gosh. Emphasizing. Um emphasizing back to that first thought I had about fulfilling the Great Commission. Yeah. Isn't that what it's all about? Go ye into all the world right? and uh, make disciples and, and preach the gospel. And just great to be surrounded by so many people that are like-minded, you know, and, and like-hearted, all serving the same, uh, same purpose. And yeah. that's to, to see people come to know Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Can't wait. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Got it on my calendar. 20, it's the first thing I put on my 2021 calendar. So when are you going to start doing a missions conference up in uh, Burnsville? That's a challenging question uh, that I I currently can't answer because I'm on sabbatical. Okay. So I can't talk about church stuff. It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a cop-out, but you know. It, it actually is. Maybe we could, we could talk about that offline. But I, I do want to say that I'm very inspired by you guys and your commitment to supporting world missions. Mm. And even though this is your first missions conference here, the pastor you took over for, Pastor Ken Benson, yeah. was here many, 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 many years. And you guys have, through that relationship, continued to support the missionaries that are out of this church and, yeah. and, and are doing work around the world. And so I just wanted to say thank you for having a vision for world missions and for carrying that torch I know so many pastors that have come in and said, we're giving what to world missions? Yeah. No, we're going to use that to remodel the kids' ministry and just cut their missions budget. And your heart is to increase the missions budget. And I just, I want to commend you guys and, and your whole church for that. Well, I appreciate that. It, you're right. When I 
uh, succeeded Pastor Ken. It wasn't a, uh, a decision that we had to sit down. It, it, it had become part of our DNA. You know, it, it's part of who we are. Mm. Uh, we cannot not support missions, if I could use a double negative there. It is our uh, vision and goal to expand uh, what we do uh, on the world stage and uh, being a part of the extension of God's arm through missionaries that have sacrificed so much more than I probably ever will. Right. And as I mentioned, uh, you've given us, me that opportunity. I, I said to the board, I said, we, uh, regardless of budget, regardless of what the economy is doing, uh, we're going to increase our missions giving every year and uh, trust God in it. Talk about stretching our faith. He's, he's met us. Yeah. He's met us at our point of need. So That's awesome. It's great to be a part of uh, his work. That's awesome. And so if, if someone's listening to this and you've never supported missions, They've, 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 they're kind of hearing all about this for the first time. In closing today on, on this episode, what, what kind of advice would you give to them of a place that they could, could start? I think you can start by uh, receive that, that great commission as uh, personally embrace that. And you say, well, I, 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 are you kidding me? I can't go into all the world. And yet we are members of one body. And so what the body does, we have a part in that. Right. It could start with find a missionary that God places on your heart or you get to you know meet or, or become aware of. Begin to pray for them. Yeah. Right? And, and I believe God will prick your heart, change your heart, and he will stir it. And, and maybe it goes from prayer to you can support them financially. No matter what the amount, it's going to make a difference. It's right. going to have an impact. And right. then maybe uh, consider going and visiting them or serving on, on, a, on the mission field for a short-term time. But once you start spending time with these missionaries, you, 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 just, you just can sense the fire that they have for lost souls and for reaching those that, that really need to receive the love of God. I don't want to say it's easy. I'm just going to say you can't help yourself. Right? Yeah, right. Because the Holy Spirit's involved in it. Right, absolutely. That's really great advice. So number one, find somebody that you kind of are drawn to or what the work that they're doing resonates with you and yeah. just begin to pray for them. Right. And maybe move into financial support. Mm -hmm. Doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. Right. But just get involved. Get some skin in the game. Right. And see how God will continue to grow and to increase your love for the nations. Thanks for listening today. It's been great having you on with me, Pastor Kurt. You didn't even know that you were going to do this. Oh, man, this is a... Uh... This is great. <laughs> I think I mean, you still can't even believe you're doing it. I can't. I can't wait to tell people. I say, "What did you do in your sabbatical?" I said, oh, "I did a podcast with Pastor Matt down in San Antonio." <laughs> so it's been great having you and Julie here with us, and we're just believing for God's best for you in 2020. So appreciate that. And Destiny Church, uh, Pastor Matt and, and Heather become some of our favorite people, and uh, I know God's going to continue to do great things uh, out of this. Uh, great work that he started here in San Antonio. Amen. Thank you guys for listening. Pastor Mark will be on with me, of course, next week. And hope you're having a great week. And we love you. We're praying for you. We believe for God's best for your life in 2020 and beyond. God bless you.